And good morning, evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is Harrison Smith with another episode of Cinema. And before I get started, a plug for Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. I have to start this episode off with a major disclaimer. All of this is my opinion. Second of all, this is not a direct defense of Brian Laundrie's parents, Chris and Roberta Laundrie. This is an examination of due process being abused by the crossover influence and interference of the media and social media. So again, I do not have all the facts. This is not an examination of the Gabby Petito timeline from the suspected date of the murder all the way through to the discovery of Brian Laundrie's body. You are welcome to hold all your opinions. This is not a defense of the family, but rather a defense of the United States Constitution. So I need you to bear with me on this because emotions run high. And if you don't believe me, just type in the hashtags Brian Laundry, Dirty Laundries, Gabby Petito, and look what comes across. This episode is also a companion piece to my previous episode, It's All About Me, Part 2, and I'm providing the link in my show notes. This is a careful examination of what just transpired over the last several months that is a major warning to all of us. This is not a defense of the actions of the laundries or their lawyer. I don't know anything or enough about any of that to make a judgment or opinion. This is what courts of law are for. This is what law enforcement investigations are for. So put your emotions aside. This girl was not America's daughter You did not know her, unless, of course, you're one of her friends or family listening. But you did not know her, and you have no right to share in her family's grief. This is not about you. This is about, this episode is about the U.S. Constitution and the abuse of that document as we've seen play out in the last several months. So let me get started now that that lengthy disclaimer has been said. And one last thing on that. If you can't handle that and you still think that this case was all about you, turn this off right now because I'm never going to get through to you anyway. A lot has been made 
on this case uh, for social media sleuthing. And I covered this at length in my previous episode, It's All About Me, Part 2. And I have something to admit right now. And that is, if you go back and listen to that episode, I was wrong. I, too, got swayed and bought into, and maybe not even consciously, but subconsciously, into the belief that Brian Laundrie fled. And not only did he flee, but perhaps he was aided and abetted by his family. Now, the important thing about this is there isn't a shred of proof about that. No matter how vehemently or emotionally you want to say there is, you don't know. None of us know, except for his lawyer, Stephen Bertolino, and his family, and the law enforcement people that are investigating this. No one else knows. Everybody thinks they know. Your conjecture and your conspiracy mean nothing. So I was stating in my previous episode, if this kid is on the run, uh, if he was aided and abetted, if his family, blah, 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 all of that conjecture that now we know is not true. All of those supposed sightings on the Appalachian Trail, all of the sightings in Mexico, North Carolina, Virginia, Ohio, even some saying North Dakota, South Dakota, or even back at the crime state, Wyoming. Where did all that come from? And most of all, where has it gone now? All the psychics and empaths who came forward with one bullshit psychic claiming, I see woods, I see leaves, as if hedging her bets and stating that, yeah, he's out there somewhere. Could it be the Appalachian Trail where the news media has conjectured? Or could it be the swamp of the reserve in Florida? You see, that's the best part about bullshit psychics. They just give you lots of general loose information and bullshit information. And then when it finally comes through, that information has been loose and free enough to say, see, I called it. They couldn't give you an exact location. They couldn't give you an address or even a GPS standing. No, they just give you a very general thing. So in the end, they can say, see, I told you. And then on top of it, with all of these conspiracy theories, go back. I want you to go as you're listening to this and scroll through the Brian Laundry, Gabby Petito timelines and look at the nonsense that was posted and is now presently being posted because new conspiracy theories have erupted. Uh, in addition to the fact that we now know that he is dead, uh, some are claiming that where he killed himself was near some type of building or structure where he was hiding out, again trying to link his family to covering up for him. And I'm going to get into all of this in a moment by playing you a couple clips from the media that are shameful to say the least. So we have uh, America fascinated by this case. And I went into that before. I don't believe there is a thing called missing white girl syndrome or, or whatever they want to call it. I don't believe there is a racial component to this at all. What I believe is what the media constructs to sell. That's it for clicks. So if they find someone attractive... That is going to sell. And it's the old expression, which I mentioned before, if it bleeds, it leads. And so in this case, 
you have a perfect scenario situation. You have two young people, bright, shiny people uh, with an internet influencer standing. They're traveling the country together as this Romeo and Juliet beautiful couple. Uh, they they love each other. They, they, there's plenty of media to draw upon as well, too. A lot of resources. So when people say, well, you know, 700 indigenous women and blah, 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 blah. Again, that doesn't come prepackaged. This case came prepackaged to sell. And it was simply a matter of social media clicks to go over and just get this information and package it in whatever way you want. Right down to the New York Post and a bunch of people posting photos of this guy's bedroom and analyzing the things that were in his bedroom. Right down to a fucking Darth Vader mask. What psychological profile are you drawing from a Darth Vader mask? Big news about the books that he was reading. Uh, Was he planning this the whole time? This is all conjecture, ladies and gentlemen. There isn't a shred of fact. There isn't a clinical psychologist, a legitimate psychologist, or crime profiler that has ever stepped forward to provide anything like this publicly, maybe privately, to the lawyers and to the law enforcement officers. In addition to that, social media complicated the search for this guy. And that is by creating these outlandish conspiracy theories, bringing people down there to protest outside the home and harass the laundries. Now, I know some of you are going, they needed to hear it. Gabby lived there, blah, blah, blah. You don't know anything. And this is a violation of this family's constitutional rights. I am not saying anything in defense or against them. I'm talking about if this were you or if this were me. What did these people accomplish in going down to that home and standing outside with bullhorns and signs and posting antagonistic garbage on their front lawn, throwing laundry baskets on their front lawn? What was accomplished in doing this other than complicating an already complicated law enforcement investigation. Immediately, the media jumped on supposed facts, not proven, that the law enforcement officials were not doing their jobs, that they were corrupt, that they were inept, and that they were botching the whole thing. Now, in hindsight, it looks like these people pretty much knew what they were fucking doing because they never went up to the Appalachian Trail, and although they did follow up on some leads that came in, they stayed in that swamp. Unlike Dog the Bounty Hunter, who everybody said, oh, Dog is involved now. A third-tier reality show host is now involved. Well, he was only involved to get his TV show, his new TV show, packaged and attention to sell, which it didn't. Wait a minute, Harrison. How can you say that? I don't know. How can you assholes say that the family was complicit in covering up for their son in corruption of law enforcement investigation or, you know, hiding their son beneath their garden in the backyard and feeding him and giving him things through a special portal in the ground? How can you dipshits say something like that? Dog the Bounty Hunter was using this as a springboard for a new show. To the point of showboating by walking up 
on the front door of the laundry's home and knocking on it, making sure those cameras were running. So let me ask you, all you internet sleuths, what exactly was he expecting when he went up and knocked on their door, other than getting a great internet meme image? What was he expecting? Did he expect those parents to cower in fear and invite him in and spill their guts? Let's just say they were withholding information. Let's just say that Chris and Roberta Laundry are corrupt motherfuckers. And you think they're going to just let him in, get down on their knees and confess to this joke, Dog the Bounty Hunter, the whereabouts of their son and that they have hidden all of this and aided and abetted him since the start of and the revelation of this crime. What do you think was going to happen? You think they were going to circumvent their own lawyer? You think they were going to incriminate themselves and give an admission of guilt to this guy, to a reality star? You really thought that they were going to let this guy into their home with the cameras? Do you think Dog is going into that home without his cameras? This is all to springboard for a brand new television show. And how long did Dog the Bounty Hunter stay on the case? A couple weeks. Some of you idiots out there said and proclaimed, I wouldn't be surprised if he would be bringing Brian Laundry in in the next 48 hours. Well, some of you, I held your feet to the fire on that and in 48 hours later came back and said, so where is he? One of you was a radio station putting out this false information, this red herring information that is directly interfering with a legitimate law enforcement investigation. Dog the Bounty Hunter was nothing more than a distraction. Someone for the idiots online to rally behind and add drama to an already sad situation for two families because the Petitos were suffering as well too as the grief for their daughter was turned into a carnival sideshow. The New York Post published this article about Dog the Bounty Hunter, and I'll provide the link uh, in my show notes. It says, Dog the Bounty Hunter is reportedly shopping a new reality TV show while leading his high-profile hunt for Brian Laundrie. The TV personality, whose real name is Dwayne Chapman, re-entered the spotlight Saturday by turning up at the Florida home of the fugitive boyfriend of Long Island native, Gabby Petito, 22, who was later found dead. He has continued grabbing headlines in the search, flagging how Laundry and his parents went camping together after Brian returned home from his cross-country trip with Petito without her. At the same time, a production company, Think Factory Media, has been shopping around a planned new TV series starring Dog, whose last planned show was scrapped, Variety Magazine reported Wednesday. Dog the Bounty Hunter stayed on the case for, what, a week? Ten days? And then he, he had a strained ankle. And therefore, he had to leave the case. Why? Because two things. One, he wasn't finding anything. Or two, law enforcement stepped in and said, you need to back the fuck off. You're making problems here. And you are interfering in an active investigation. It is interference. So he backed off. And he just stuck to a bunch of bullshit talking about how this kid could be here, he could be there. This guy's reputation has been inflated by social media and the media. He failed to produce Brian Laundry. What he did do was make sure that he got himself seen in the hopes of springboarding a brand new television show. This is dangerous. 
Let's look at the guy, I believe he was in North Carolina, who claimed that uh, Brian Laundrie came up to his truck and that he was 100% positive it was Brian Laundrie. Well, we now know that that likely was not true. And yet, this kind of stuff, let, let, I guess let me go back here for a second and ask, what is the purpose of that? Other than achieving your 15 seconds of internet fame. Because really, that's what this comes down to. I got on the news. I got on Lester Holt on NBC. I got on CNN. Someone used my video clip, my phone clip, my audio clip. And look, there I am. We have people out there under the guise of social crusading that are really doing nothing more than really uh, self-aggrandizing. That's really what's going on here. So where is this guy now? Why isn't the media following up with this guy who said he was 100% sure that this was Brian Laundrie? No follow-up on the so-called legitimate and reliable tips that Brian Laundrie was somewhere in the Appalachian Mountains. Where's the follow-up there? Where is the media to step forward? All these outlets, and that is you, CNN, that is you, Fox, that is all of you, and all you bullshit internet news sources, and I put news in quotes, Where are you now to say that you were wrong? You were out there to quickly spread disinformation, but you are not out there now saying we were wrong and we probably jumped the gun on a lot of things. This is why this subject is an episode on cinema today. I have no idea about the legal precedence for this or if there is any reality in this at all. But if I were the laundries, I would be looking at civil action against a number of media outlets and personalities and also civil action against some of the people that posted the nonsense that they did on Twitter. You have taken two people that whether they are guilty or not, you have taken them and already passed a judgment against them by these ridiculous sources that none of them have checked out whatsoever. There is no evidence to date of any type of corruption or any type of mishandling of evidence or aiding and abetting their son. Now, you can use all the conjecture you want. Well, I read here and I saw this and I saw that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we have a constitution. This is why there, if there is a problem then the laundries will stand trial in a proper court, not the court of public opinion. So let me remind you of the rights here that are in the U.S. Constitution, because maybe some of you aren't too familiar. A lot of you are very familiar with the First Amendment, and that is the right to say whatever you think the fuck you want. That is not what the First Amendment is about. If I were Stephen Bertolino, the lawyer for the laundries, I would be looking at civil suits for a number of people because they have basically called him a corrupt lawyer. And I am looking at you, John Walsh, from In Pursuit and uh, America's Most Wanted because I'll be going to that in a few moments. Bertolino has been smeared in the public and there is no evidence whatsoever for any cause of these charges. So the First Amendment is the freedom of religion, speech, press, assembly, and petition. Americans also love the Second Amendment. 
And the Second Amendment, of course, is that loving right to own a gun, to bear arms. So you're familiar with that one. But a lot of you are not familiar with the Fourth Amendment. And that is the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. It shall not be violated. No warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. This has been violated for the laundries. Their home has become ground zero as basically an attack, a, a, a location of attack. These people will now be forced to move. There is no way they can now stay safely in their home. Their Fourth Amendment rights have been violated by the unruly mobs, the protesters with bullhorns, the social media stars that have come down there with their own bullhorns and their cameras rolling because they're there in support and justice for Gabby Petito. If you really want justice for Gabby Petito, then make sure that law enforcement is doing their job. Don't take to the airwaves with ridiculous conspiracy theories, bullshit psychic proclamations, and empathic bullshit. Allow law enforcement to do its job. And don't turn around some of you irresponsible media outlets and instantly declare that law enforcement, whether it's state, local, or federal, that they're all inept or that they're all in cahoots. This can happen to any of you. Some of you out there may not have the best children. Some of you may not be the best people listening. And right now we are all an angry mob with torches and pitchforks. And I'm telling you, go on Netflix and watch The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street from The Twilight Zone. My favorite episode out of the entire Twilight Zone series because it's come true. The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street is a fantastic example of what has taken place in the Brian Laundrie situation. People turning on each other, levying accusations without a shred of proof, and then eventually doing awful, unspeakable things. And then we've got the Fifth Amendment. And all anybody really knows Americans know about the Fifth is, since an early age, I plead the Fifth. I plead the Fifth. Well, What the hell does that mean? A lot of you are probably scratching your heads. The Fifth Amendment states, No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy, that's called double jeopardy, of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. I could argue without even being a lawyer that the laundries have had their Fifth Amendment rights violated. Their property has basically been seized. This family has been put under siege and all of under the pretext of justice for a dead girl 
that these people didn't even know, that all these protesters and so-called seekers of justice and truth didn't even know her. Their property has been seized. They have been made to incriminate themselves because they have been forced to come forward and talk about something that they did not know. Right now, what most people have seized upon is that this family is perceived to have not wanted to cooperate with law enforcement. We now know, in hindsight, this is not true. They were advised by their lawyer not to speak to the press, but I'm going to ask you, how many of you listening right now have been given that advice by your lawyer at one time or another? Not to speak, not to speak to anyone, whether it's press or anyone, until the facts come in. None of us know what took place in Wyoming, but Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito, and both are dead. We don't know what took place in the laundry house. That is up for law enforcement to figure out. Not us. Not you. Not me. Not John Walsh. Not Dog the Bounty Hunter. And certainly not the talking head pundits on all these ridiculous quote-unquote news shows that are just looking to exploit. Because if it bleeds, it leads. Sixth Amendment. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy, in public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed with district, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense." Again, some of you are getting angry right now. You're defending the laundries. They covered up for their son. You're defending, you know, misogynist. You're, you're, no, I am not. I am defending the right of any of us to have a proper trial where witnesses in favor and against can be presented properly in a legitimate court of law. And if you are not understanding this by this point, then you are truly lost and you are no patriot and you are no supporter of the Constitution. All of us are entitled to this process right down to the biggest scumbag on the planet. My point is we are all entitled to a proper trial by a jury of our peers. And that is with properly researched evidence in support and against the person that is on trial. Your personal feelings for the laundries or the petitos is immaterial. We are talking about the subversion of the actual due process that all of us as Americans are entitled to. The media and social media have circumvented this process. They have poisoned it, tainted it. And this is a very, very deadly step in the evolution of our digital technology. So now I am turning to John Walsh, a beloved American figure, especially on the media airwaves, and truly someone who went through absolute hell in the loss of his son, Adam. Walsh, to give credit where credit is due, is responsible for dozens, if not hundreds, of apprehensions, thanks to his crusading on America's Most Wanted and now his new show, In Pursuit. There is no doubt that John Walsh 
has done a lot of good for a lot of people. And he took his grief and his anger and channeled it properly. So it was when John Walsh came forward on an interview and said that Brian Laundrie, if he's watching, if he's listening, should off himself to kill himself, that I was grossly disappointed. Because of all people, I did not expect John Walsh to sink so low into the reality trash world. Walsh, in my opinion, I am no lawyer. This is all my opinion. Walsh basically interfered with a law enforcement investigation by asking Brian Laundrie to kill himself. Now, did his urging cause Brian to do it? We don't even know if Brian even heard Walsh's plea to him. We don't know. It is irresponsible for John Walsh to have access to a bully pulpit in the media and to millions, if not hundreds of millions of people, to say something like this. In my opinion, John Walsh opened himself up to a civil suit from the laundries by connecting him and saying that they urged, he urged their son to kill himself. Now, you don't have to like this. Imagine if this were somebody that took to the airwaves in a hostage situation and told the person holding people hostage that they should kill themselves. And in a fleet of panic, this person decides, not only will I, I'll take out my hostages as well and then kill myself. Wouldn't you say that that was direct interference and irresponsibility on the part of that person who has access to the media? I think the answer is yes. So how is what John Walsh said any different? Let me play it for you now. If you had a chance to say something to Brian Laundry, what would you tell him? I would say, turn yourself in. Do two things, Brian. Turn yourself in, but you won't. You're a coward. Now you're facing the death penalty. Um, you, you, you brutalized this girl. You're, you're a real big guy. You're a 90-pound woman. You brutalized her, broke everybody's heart. So either turn yourself in before the cops shoot it out and kill you when they catch you, or, and spare this family the torture or kill yourself. Do the right thing, Brian. In your whole life, you've never done anything brave. You're just a coward. So go out there in the woods somewhere, but at least so we know where your body is so the dirty laundry mom and dad can bury you somewhere because I know what it's like not to have a body to bury. All I got will found, they found of Adam's of remains was his severed head. So turn yourself, I don't, I mean, kill yourself somewhere. I expect this kind of... Uh trash TV from a number of other sources, but not John Walsh, who stooped to join the fray in this mess. This is irresponsible use of public airwaves, and at the very least, should be an FCC investigation. Again, I'm no lawyer. This is my opinion. But John Walsh also failed to produce Brian Laundrie or contribute to his whereabouts. He urged the Petito family to reach out to him. John Walsh took a crime and made it about him and his television show. And on the YouTube feed where I pulled that video from that News Nation source, you can see all the links. How does Brian Laundrie's lawyer know when Gabby Petito was killed? Hiker recalls Brian Laundrie encounter on the Appalachian Trail. How do we know this? At first, based all on circumstantial evidence without a single piece of evidence whatsoever, 
My opinion was the kid is on the run. The media played up that he was a survivalist. He really wasn't. He enjoyed hiking and camping. The media created this entire profile of Brian Laundry. It didn't fit. It looks like the kid did enter the preserve and he shot himself. Or as John Walsh likes to say, he offed himself. And that is a problem for a proper investigation. And most of all, for a proper judicial process. We are in trouble. And that's why I'm making this episode today. This whole thing has become a threat to due process. Any one of us now can become an internet sensation. And let me just give my own projection on this. Whatever happened in Wyoming resulted in the death of this girl. And that is a tragedy. And it is horrible. And I do not defend Brian Laundrie for his actions. I do want to remind everybody right now, even though, again, there's really nobody else who killed that girl. It hasn't been proven in the court of law. And that is just important to stand upon on principle. We know basically this is what happened, of course. He killed himself because of the guilt, whatever. And and until some kind of confirmation comes along, whether in that notebook or or his own words, we, we don't know, or forensic evidence. Again, I'm just offering that benefit of doubt that all of us should be afforded as well, too, because there is no denying The people have gone to jail for crimes they did not commit. I am not saying that is the case with Brian Laundrie. However, whatever happened in in Wyoming happened. The kid comes back. Was he planning on killing himself? Because my opinion is you run home because you're scared. If you're going to kill yourself, well, you do it out there. You do it on the way. You had plenty of time to do it. He comes home and the timelines are murky. But again, murky because of the media. The facts have been pushed aside for the much juicier and more enticing conspiracy theories and ridiculous ideas that floated all on those timelines. And again, just go to Twitter, just go to Instagram, and you'll see what I mean. So the kid comes home. We have no idea what goes on, but he finally goes out into the the swamp where he kills himself. Now, we don't even know for sure that he killed himself. Did a gator get him? Did a puma get him? We don't know yet because the forensic evidence is out. And I know what you're saying. Of course he killed himself. And you know what? You may be right on that. And again, for the 50th time, for all you social justice warriors looking to start an online argument, I am not defending Brian Laundrie. I am defending our constitutional right to due process. Something happened between the killing in Wyoming and the boy's arrival home. And I think what that thing that happened was this turned in to a national media circus. It turned into something that I don't think he ever expected. And that interfered with justice being properly served. Had this not turned into the clusterfuck that it did, the law enforcement agencies probably could have moved properly and with less resistance and subterfuge. However, becoming the gigantic sensation that it did elevated this into something else and impeded 
proper justice and due process. So we don't know what happened. Forensic evidence has said his death is inconclusive. It looks like a bunch of animals got out his body. We don't know. They might know, and they're just not releasing it yet. Are his parents guilty? We don't know. That's why they have a lawyer who will speak to law enforcement, and law enforcement will conduct the investigation. Not John Walsh, not Dwayne Chapman, and not any talking head pundits on these ridiculous news, and I use that again in quotes, news shows. The fallout from this is the huge number of people looking for their internet fame. I'm looking at one video right now from ABC TV that says, Laundry Neighbor says she saw Brian after his return. So now you have, again, the villagers in Frankenstein with their pitchforks and torches. They're they're ready to burn down the laundry home. People are outside. I mean, these people, the laundries had to fear for their physical safety. This is not a trial by mob. Again, go back and look at the monsters are due on Maple Street. We are turning against one another in the perceived idea of a search for justice. This did not help the Petitos, and it certainly did not help in the investigation of the Laundries or their son and his whereabouts. All this did was impede and hurt. At the news conference, when the FBI announced that she was found dead, at the very end, you can hear people yelling, justice for Gabby. How about you all just shut the fuck up for a moment and allow justice to actually be served? Justice does not get served on a mob's timetable. It has to go through due process. And again, if you're sitting there going, no, it doesn't, you are part of the problem. We are all entitled to due process because the emotional component has overridden the logical component. You don't have to like the legal answer. You can say Chris and Roberta Laundrie are guilty of helping their son, aiding and abetting, covering up or altering evidence. The problem is you have no facts to support that. You have opinion because what happens when someone uses their opinion against you? This kind of behavior contaminates due process and proper investigations. And again, out of all of this, the bigger picture is us. Conclusions will be made. But until that time, social media's exploitation of this situation under the guise of justice has given confusing and absolutely ridiculous conspiracy theories that have no basis in fact, and to the uneducated and the ignorant, it makes it sound true, which encourages a dumb and ignorant mob to continue rising up and polluting the waters here. It is up to a proper court of law and law enforcement investigation to come to a proper and legal conclusion. The laundries have been tried in the court of public opinion. And this case is a dangerous one and one for the books that one day will be looked back upon and hopefully seen as a warning and we corrected ourselves. I hope this does not become the norm because if it does, we're all in trouble. John Walsh, I expected better from you out of all of this. I expected what we got from Dog the Bounty Hunter. 
which was showboating. But with John Walsh to so irresponsibly go on television and ask a suspect in this case to kill himself. Now, for those of you who want justice for the Petito family, tell me how John Walsh's words helped in that situation. And again, we have no proof that Brian Laundrie did what he did as a result of Walsh's words. If this were me or you with direct access to the media airwaves calling for such a thing, don't you think that that would be irresponsible? No matter what this guy's reputation is, no matter what good he did, and most of all, without having to bring up his dead son as some type of rationalization for calling what he did. Because people say, well, you know, his son died and he's angry. That does not excuse this kind of behavior and especially this irresponsible use of a media pulpit. Taunting the boy on the air, calling him a coward and he's never done anything right in his life. And that really the best thing he can do is kill himself is in my opinion, direct interference with a proper investigation. Ladies and gentlemen, I end this episode with a warning. Wake up and resist the temptation to embrace conspiracy and allow proper due process because we're all entitled to it by that document. The blurring between information and entertainment is at an all-time high and is probably one of the greatest threats to the democratic process and this country to date. This is Harrison Smith. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to hearing from you again soon.